Fight! Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. Let's talk about last night. Yes, awesome. Yes, it's definitely Francis Ngannou. He's the biggest champion in the UFC, which you theorize makes him the best fighter in all of the UFC, which makes him possibly the best fighter in the entire world, right? Okay. For what we know, like where all these fighters come and now the money being made in these sports, like, yeah, Francis is up there. Yeah, Fra- Francis is the best fighter in the world right now, I would say. I mean, what do you say? John Jones says he's the best fighter in the world, but... Till John Jones fights Francis Ngannou, Francis is the best fighter in the world. Okay, so how about this? From what I know, from what I've heard through other people and stuff, just through the grapevine, this is all I guess just hearsay. But John Jones has been sparring with heavyweights since John Jones has existed. And John Jones beats up all of them. Yeah. As a light heavyweight, John Jones was beating up your heavyweight champions every time they sparred. Okay, but John Jones also fought at light heavy, 205. So he was probably cutting from 225. So he is a heavyweight, you know, I mean, in essence. Okay, how about this? There was guys like Brock Lesnar and Shane Carwin that would cut to get to the heavyweight limit of 265. And yeah. word on the street is John Jones would have his way with guys like Shane Carwin, no problem. Yeah, I yeah, maybe. And so... I, so look, again, this is all just kind of like, you know, everyone's like, yo, no one beats John. It doesn't matter how big you are. Like we like even like Overeem in his heyday, like the word on the street is that John Jones had no problem with roided Overeem. Well, you might say Francis is champion, but you might have the argument that John is the best. We'll see. John might be the best in the world, but right now. Francis is the best in the world because he has the title. And I think like when it does come down to the philosophy of fighting or whatever, like I think me and you are somewhat like try to be purists. And so if the question is who's the best fighter in the world at the moment, you have to say Francis. And if John Jones is pissed at that, like right now he's talking about money, but I just feel like John Jones, I just feel like he's safe sometimes. His resume is the best resume. Look, you're not going to find a guy that roots against John Jones more than me. I've never rooted for a single fight for John Jones yeah, to win. Me neither. But I will tell you right now, John Jones is fighting the good fight, not just for him, but just in general, like fighters. Yeah, pay. Fighter. I know, I know. I he know. makes a super compelling case that he is the best in the world, that he's not scared of Francis, that he does deserve money. And even as me, as like his biggest hater, He's right. I agree with him. I j- and he should get paid a lot for this. I just don't know how he's going to do against Francis because he didn't really do well against Thiago Santos. He didn't really do well against Dominic Reyes. You know, it was a close fight against Gustafsson that one time. Here's the thing. He decided to just keep it standing. If John doesn't want to keep it standing, it doesn't stay standing. He's entertaining How's- that realm. With Francis... Yeah. He's not going to do that. But does he take Francis down? Francis is a huge beast. He's been practicing his wrestling. Like, Well, I'll just tell you right now, when the odds come out, if it's even close, I'm going hard on John. Oh, I just can't root for John. I can't bet. Look, I want Francis to win. 
it's the better story. He's the better person. Yeah. I'm just looking at the history and skill set. I just, if you're giving me close odds for John, I'm taking John hard. Did you hear what Dana White said about John Jones? After John the fight? is scared and stuff. He should go to 185. Yeah, he should go to 185. That's, that's just Dana trying to instigate John. <laughs> yeah. But John, yeah. again, John's doing the good fight. He's like, no, I need the money. And he's right. And Dana White was like, he was like, Derek Lewis is the fight to make. Like, fuck no. Every single person that just watched the fight that likes yeah. the sport is like, it has to be John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. Or, or again, that major disrespect to Stipe. How does he not get a rubber match? No, Stipe should get a rubber match. We're talking about Derek Lewis and John Jones even right now. Even when they were doing it that night, I was like, are you just assuming Stipe retires? Because if he doesn't retire, he automatically gets it. It's the rubber match. We're, even see- we're seeing Poirier and McGregor three. And I don't even think anyone's really asking for it, but they're like, no, it's one, one. They need a rubber match. Bro, you're talking about, you just crowned this guy, the greatest heavyweight of all time. And then like, okay, this is the scariest man of all time. Why wouldn't you do the rubber match then? You're hundred percent right. I think partially this is where like business gets into play. I don't know if it's so easy to recover as a heavyweight. And I feel like Stipe would want like closer right. to a year right, for like rest to fight again. Yep. And then he's in Dana White's thinking like, I can have two fights in that time and make twice the money off of 100%. But that does what I'm saying. It's a disrespect to Stipe because I'm like, you're just yep. looking at it like, here's a guy you crowned as your greatest of all time. And you're just going to toss him to the side because you can make more money in these next two years. It's yeah. a weird, like, I get it's a business, but this guy made you your business for like the last, you know, seven years or whatever. So. <sighs> I love Stipe. Stipe should. I think also a lot of people don't want to see Stipe hurt. So part of me is like, I don't yeah, know. I was how sad. Want to see it? I was sad. Like, I was. I was happy that Francis won, and also sad that Stipe lost. Yeah, it was going to be like I, that both ways. I hate when people fall on their legs like that. Like, and I just oh, yeah. think of their meat. I'm like, oh, like it wasn't like a clean knockout. You know, like kind of was awkward and like, ugh. and people just love Stipe. He's like a good dude. And it's just like, uh, and he's so much smaller than Francis, like a good 30 pounds. Yeah. Part of me wonders if Francis even cut a little bit, you know, like he could have cut like seven, eight pounds. He could have gone in there like 270, like a linebacker. No, I, I, I was going to say too that, and I know it's easy to say after the fight happened, but I, I'm, I promise you this was my reaction. As soon as he got into the cage, I was like, what? Stevie looked like he aged so much. Like his body looked way softer. Really? Not only their last, I know that last fight happened a couple of years ago, what, three years ago, maybe now, even from like the last time I saw him versus DC, maybe it was just looking at Stipe next to DC versus looking at Stipe next to Nagano. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Maybe that played into the perception, but that was my first reaction is Stipe got to the ring and I was like, oh, he doesn't look so good. He looks old. And I was sad, like, just with that. And I'm like, oh, I hope he can do it. I love yeah. Stipe. I don't know. I thought he looked good physically. Francis just looks like a god. Like, I just think every nobody, like, will look that good next to Francis. Yeah. But I think like Stipe and Stipe never looked like super chiseled anyway. He just always looked like yeah. a little bit. He always looked in shape, though. I mean, he still was in shape to me yesterday. 
I mean, he's 38, 39, and he's been in wars. Right. Like other UFC heavyweights, I feel like their fights are quick. Like Stipe has been in wars and then yeah. come out on top, which is why also everybody loves him. Eventually, some of those wars got to come back. I would love to see Stipe Francis three though, and he deserves it. But yeah. part of me is like, let Francis fight some other people. Let Stipe heal. I love how Robert Whitaker is looking at fighting Izzy again. He wasn't like, let me fight Izzy again. You know, he's like, first, I'm going to beat all the competition. I'm going to get better as a martial artist. Right. And he's not he's not rushing to fight Izzy again. If you guarantee him a rubber match with Nagano in a year, whether he's champion or not, okay, I'm fine with that. But it has to be yeah. said. I don't want Nagano fighting anyone else unless that Stipe fight is signed out on a date. Stipe wants a fight. He gets it. Yeah, but John Jones does deserve it as being the light heavyweight champ and never losing. Like, I don't mind John Jones going in front of Stipe for that, especially the way Francis won. I'm okay with that so long as Stipe still gets Nagano after that. Yeah, I could see that. I would like to see Stipe versus like Derek Lewis and have Stipe beat him, warm up, get better as a fighter, work on certain shit, and then go back. He's not going to do then, that. He's old. He's only looking at the money fights and just a yeah, couple more at most. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I highly doubt that's going to be his approach. He's not going back. Yeah. Maybe Steve Bay should just retire. He's a legend. Just go be a fireman full time. Or maybe Steve has to stop being a fireman. You know, like, I know I mean, he says it's up that to Stipe if he wants to fight. I mean, if, if he's like, oh, I'm good, his career is awesome. Yeah, he is good. Yeah. I'm just Darn. saying, if I'm Dana White and Stipe's like, I want to play Francis again, maybe I'd be like, you got it. I mean, he's the greatest ever. But I don't know. I just don't want people to rush right back in. I guess Especially that. against somebody like Francis. I really think that like, he could murder somebody. I'm surprised nobody's died yet in the UFC. All right. All right. Speaking of retired or maybe potentially retiring with Stipe, what do you think about Tyrone Woodley? Dude, Tyrone Woodley, I feel so bad for him. The R MMA had a great meme where they're like, since Tyrone Woodley came out with the song, I'll beat your ass, he hasn't won a single round. Oh <laughs> man. But he was so good and he was such a great wrestler. I really think like Tyrone is the victim of one of those people that started doing a lot more other things than fighting and he's slowly losing edge and he did take a big I, hiatus from the sport he also dana didn't like him at all in terms of like he was always trying to get more money and not getting it and he wanted money fights instead of being like right. a money worthy fighter yeah like, i think a lot of woodley rubbed people the wrong way and he was like rapping and like, I don't know. I I never loved athletes that were, like, rapping. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, get sick of your sport, you know? Like, you're doing art. Like, I don't know. Part of me is like... I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know. You can argue maybe his rapping didn't take away from his sport. Like, I, I don't know. It is it is crazy. I, I actually think that Woodley got done dirty with all of his matches when he came back. Really? They're all, look at all the people he fought or fucking animals yeah but like, woodley's I, an animal who should he be no I, I well okay yes woodley's great but i don't think he's like those top 10 guys great but he started as a champion and they gave him vicente luque he's not he's like right there around the top 10 if you can't beat him 
you know, like he's still like a Hall of Famer of the sport. Like he's still great. Like, yeah, no disrespect. All these people are doctors and masters, you know, like that's their equivalent. All I think is when you have a guy that came back after a few years, how about this? You just show, show you how protected some guys are and how some guys like Woodley, I think, are done so dirty because Dana White doesn't like him. Is when Connor had a layoff, who did he come back against? Yeah, Donald Cerrone. But exactly. You were talking about him being the greatest ever. And like you're gonna give him an unranked guy, but you wouldn't do that for Woodley. But the rules That's don't apply. The rules don't apply to Connor. Connor could just we That's even a... do it. We've done it before with other guys too. Like um Anthony Pettis had a huge layoff and he got like an unranked guy when he came back. Like, like if you have a big layoff, you go de- like you shouldn't come back to where you were. Well, that's what makes the UFC, I think, awesome too. There are no easy fights. I don't know. I don't I don't think a lot of these people have Connor Cerrone a little bit, but still Cerrone is good. He's a murderer. Okay, yeah. So put Woodley against um Cerrone. Maybe. You should have put Woodley against Cerrone. That there you go. Yeah, fight. sure. Right. Welterweight. Yep. That would have been a good fight. Right. Um I kind of would have liked to see Woodley versus Diaz then. That would right. be good. Again, but Diaz wouldn't have taken that fight. This is what I mean. You you made him verse like one, three, seven. Like, dude, I know he's a former champion, but but that's the thing. He's a former champion. Once you're a former champion, you don't fall gracefully. You fall fast because you're still fighting the top people because you want to get paid. Yeah, but you could you could use because then I, I feel like it just muddles the waters of like top contender guys. So let's say you have a champion that goes away for two, three years, comes back. Now you make him verse number three and number three beats him. And you're like, oh, shit, number three is really good because you held him into like champion esteem. But he's not a champion, actually. He should be ranked 15. So three just beat 15. And now you think three is really good, but he's not that good. Yeah, but this understand, is... like they do this a lot. Like they try to make their top five guys seem really good by beating up like the old guys that aren't really supposed to be that high. It, it just, the rankings still kind of bother me. They still have a ways to go. And I think Woodley is one of those guys where they're like, oh, like, it's a huge resume builder for Luke. And you're like, well, not at this time. Just because you put a name on your resume, it matters when you fought them. Yeah. Luke gets the benefit. Right. Um, if you say you beat Krokop today, that is a much different thing is if you say, oh, I beat Krokop in 2010. Yep. Right. And, uh, huge difference. Orlovsky, same. You know, like, it matters. I know. It's sad to see some of these people get older and, you know, it's vulnerable. And, yeah, it's not like they lose the game because they ran slow and didn't get the touchdown. Like, generally, they lose getting pummeled. And it's just like, oh, like this person we respect is getting pummeled. And that's the only way to, like, lose sometimes in this game. Like, if you fight good enough to keep it close, you think you're good enough to keep fighting. And eventually it's like, nope. One day, you're going to meet the young blood. Yeah, man. All right. Thanks for joining us on our talk of Stipe and Francis from UFC 260. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening.
Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.